Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Henninger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, or no, it's not Monday. That was last episode. It's Thursday, February 15th, 2018. I'm your host, Brian Hemminger, and we have an awesome episode of the Ant Ots podcast in store for you guys today. We'll be talking LeVar Ball. We'll be talking AJ McCarron. We'll be talking some poker scandals. And then, of course, we'll be doing it all with my wonderful co-host, Silky Smooth, Brandon Sharples. Brandon, how you doing tonight, man? What's up, buddy? I'm not doing too uh, too bad. Just eating some of this stuff called Yum Earth. It's like an organic sour twist candy that my son got in his bag of goodies for his kindergarten Valentine's Day party he had the other day. I don't know, man. I don't know about these fucking organic shit you know i mean i know that it's way better for you and it comes from more natural ingredients but it just tastes so much shittier yeah i don't know i'll tell you what i ate i grabbed some jello or not jello the chocolate vanilla swirl pudding and they're supposed to be like healthier because they only have 60 calories but i ate six of them <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't just have one. Fuck that. Those are for like little five-year-olds, you know? We're, we're grown yeah, men. Yeah, I know. I had two, and I was like, you know, those were really good. And then I just went back, and there were eight in the whole box. I had two let yesterday. I was actually able to, you know, be a good yesterday. And then I had two, and then I'm just sitting down, and I'm like, you know what? That was fucking delicious. I'm going to go grab the rest of those. And I can't because <laughs> I, I live by myself, and I answer to no one else but me. So... Yeah, man. I, that was my dinner. That's whatever. Six chocolate swirl <laughs> puddings. He said that was my dinner. <laughs> yeah. I just had some soup today. I, 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 oh man, it was one of those more uneventful days in my life. So one of those days you can never get back. <laughs> but you just, you oh, know, yeah. you just keep pushing forward, dude. But yeah, man, I, I, I got. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. People have always been telling me I snore a lot, like real bad. So I downloaded this uh, app called Snore Lab or something, and it tracks did your sleep do this? sessions. Yeah, he did it too, but I, I'm worse than him. And uh, <laughs> I need to grab the results here. It's disturbing. <laughs> um, so, oh, I'm waiting for this. See. Okay, it looks like your score, if it's in the, they said the average person that gets the the app, their snore score for like how loud it is, is 20. And mine was over 200. (laughs) You're a fucking wildebeest out there, huh? Yeah. There's, Ten times the national average. They keep track of the session through 
quiet, light, loud, and epic. And my session is at epic for like 70%, 78%. Damn, dude. So I'm probably going to die of some sleep apnea related shit. So just letting everybody know uh, they can prepare my eulogies in advance. You know, Brian was dude, a cool guy. Dad. <laughs> he epically snored. The, the national average. But uh, my stepdad had a really bad sleep apnea problem to the point where, like, he would stop he would stop breathing at nighttime and shit. And uh, we had to go to the sleep clinic, and now he has this uh, sleep apnea, the CPAP machine that goes right up his nose and gives him oxygen all night so he doesn't have a fucking stroke. It's I, really bad, my, man. Uh, yeah, my mom's boyfriend uses that, too. I don't want to have to get fucking tied up to a goddamn machine, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know. It sucks. It does suck. But yeah, I apologize to everybody that had to have that 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 hemi by himself bullshit, but it is what it is. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking up my stuff right now. I got a couple lineups in DraftKings tonight. And they're yeah. doing okay. Yeah, they're doing all right. You never know with this bullshit. It, it's it's like winning the lottery, winning those damn tournaments, that like 100K winner and shit. It's like winning the fucking lottery. It doesn't mm-hmm. – the best players, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. They're just putting a shit ton of lineups in and praying to God that it works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, let's talk some uh, – speaking of the Lakers, the Lakers are playing tonight. LeVar Ball is ruining his child's career with the Lakers right now. And, uh, yeah, I think that they, he might fucking actually ruin his kid's life unless his kid grows mm-hmm. a pair of balls and tells his dad, fuck you, I'm I'm the ball player here, I'm the one making this money, and I'm not listening to you anymore, you're going to fucking kill my career. Basically, LeVar has been telling openly to the media that he basically he's not going to let Lonzo re-sign with the Lakers once his deal's up, his rookie deal. Unless they sign Leangelo Ball and Lamelo Ball as well, so he wants all the Ball brothers on the Lakers at the same time. Mm-hmm. Fucking ridiculous, isn't it? That's like that's yeah. the ultimate bullshit move. First of all, Leangelo sucks. That dude's garbage. Yeah, that's the that's He's the like, biggest problem of all. Is Leangelo yeah. Ball is not a prospect at all. Like he's not going to be drafted. He's I I, I heard that they probably aren't even going to put him in the D League. He's that bad. Like he is yeah, he's the absolute shit. opposite of a prospect. He's nothing. Like UCLA lost absolutely nothing when he left the team. Uh, and I mean, he was suspended for the year anyway, anyway, because of that China stealing bullshit. But they literally, yeah. he was not going to be a significant contributor for them. He's not an NBA prospect. How could you possibly hold an NBA franchise hostage over a player that they don't want and that nobody wants. I mean, that is the epitome of bullshit. Yeah, I, I don't get it, man. Lamelo, on the other hand, is actually a pretty good ball player. He's skinny as shit. He's tall, yeah. but he's like super, super skinny. But uh, I would say that I think, given the fact that he could probably get some size, he, he, he's basically built like Mel, uh, Lonzo anyway. He could be an NBA. He is an NBA prospect. He could be really good. 
in a couple of years, you know, granted that if his dad doesn't destroy him. But his dad took him into like the shittiest league in Lithuania, stuck mm-hmm. him in there to just tear everybody up. And yeah, man, I don't know what to do if I was, I wouldn't know what to do if I was Lonzo because I think, you know, he's probably been controlled his entire life by his dad. His dad's like the most controlling father I've ever seen in my life. Um, so he has that like loyalty and I think it's like a mental fuck that he's got going on. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, I think that at some point, man, you got to like cut your dad off. If you, I mean, his dad's getting out of control. He just he wants to be like a Kardashian reality star, and uh, he's really fucking up his kid's game. Because right now, the Lakers don't really need Lonzo anymore. Like when they drafted Lonzo, they were trying to like rebuild the franchise, and they were trying to. Um, you know, center center Lonzo in there and basically surround a team with him, like, you know, making him the center point of the team. Well, now they made these trades with, like, Cleveland and shit, and they freed up some cast space. They got Isaiah Thomas. And I think they're trying to – they basically freed up enough space to where they can actually probably get two stars next year. And I think they're going to make a run at least Paul George, and they're going to well, try and get, like, LeBron. And if they can't get LeBron – They won't know, get LeBron they got, like, if Isaiah's there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they could. He's only. Yeah, I think they can get rid of his ass. But yeah, yeah I, I think, think they're, they're, they're at the end of this year. Yeah. So, but anyway, they can if they don't get if they don't get LeBron, they still can get Paul George and another star. It's not the same. They're not in the same. They're not in the same you know realm like they were when they drafted Lonzo. So hypothetically, they can just say we don't want to deal with your dad no more. At, at the end of your rookie year, you're, you're an unrestricted free agent. Fucking see you later. Pretty much, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and and then and then so Lonzo doesn't have to be, you know, he's not gonna be in L.A. anymore, where his dad wants to control shit. He can go somewhere else. So and he, at a place where they don't want to put up with Lonzo or you know Lavar Ball's bullshit. So I, I I think that uh the best thing for for Lonzo is to tell his dad to fuck off and maybe leave the Lakers. You know what I mean? Get away. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you? They're think? just becomes a point where if he becomes so much of a distraction, the team is just going to go, you know, it's not fucking worth it. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. you look at, you know, Johnny Manziel. I mean, he was a decent player. He won games as a starter for the Browns, but the Browns were just like, we're tired of his bullshit. So, you know, they just parted ways. Now, this is yeah. a different situation. You know, Lonzo's not going around partying and doing drugs and going into rehab and shit. But, I mean, his dad is literally tearing apart the team. Like, when they had that poor stretch where they lost, like, eight or nine games in a row, he talked mad shit about the coach, Luke Walton, threw him under the bus. Um, and Luke is a pretty talented coach. Like, I mean, he's really been a, a guy that – has gotten some of those younger players to rally around him a little bit. Um, He's well-liked in the Lakers organization. And, uh, and then you've got this asshole on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like when Steve had those back problems, he's out like for months at a time, like Walton, like brought that team to, to where it was when it won its first championship and everything. And, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Walton's a good quote coach, and they got a nice little core on there. Like, you know, uh, Julius Randle is good. It's pretty good. They got Kyle Kuzma's pretty good. A lot of people are talking shit about Lonzo Ball, 
saying he sucks. He's, uh, you know, he's a bust. He's shooting 32% from the floor, blah, blah, blah. Dude, he's not a scorer right now, but he's a facilitator of the game. He played okay defense. He wasn't shitty. There's worse defenders out there, but you know, he, he was averaging like 10, seven and seven, which is not bad for a rookie. He, he was just propped up by his own father, and there's so much hype from ESPN on him that he seems like a bust. But I think Lonzo Ball has a nice future ahead of him. I think he's going to be a pretty damn good uh, point guard in this league. I think he's uh, he's not going to be what Lon, or LeVar tries to talk shit about and, you know, uh, tell him he's going to be the greatest player in the NBA history type thing. But, but Lonzo's got a nice future ahead of him, I think. And uh, he just needs to kind of get away from his father and just develop you know, through NBA, like not through LeVar Ball. And LaMelo, hopefully LaMelo, like, you know, I hope he he doesn't get hindered in his development because of his father because that kid's talented. That kid's real talented. LeAngelo Ball's yeah. whack. He's a, he's a, not only does he suck at basketball, but he's like stole shit in China. He's just a big, he's just a punk ass. Like, I don't, like, I, I don't like even looking at him. I don't like looking at LeAngelo Ball. Every time I look at him, I'm just like, you're a fucking bitch. I just want to punch you in the face. Like, that's what I, when I think of him. And then when I see LaMelo, I'm just like, ah, oh, you're just a little kid, man. You know what I mean? He's got that baby face. Like, I have no problem with him, you know? He's just kind of like just living in that fucking shitty household with his dad. And then Lonzo's always been pretty respectable to the, to the media. He's never really, you know, been cocky or anything. It's all been his dad. But LiAngelo, dude, he's just like a bitch. <laughs> he just looks like that yeah. dude I would not like. I'm so worried I, about LaMelo, too. I mean, yeah, that's not saying. Not even playing basketball. He's not even going to play in his senior year. Um, so, I mean, I, I actually, it's his junior year. Like he skipped out for basketball his junior year. Now he's off at 16 years old playing in Lithuania. Um, yeah, you know, dude. He's not even getting like to be a kid. Like he's already being forced to to play. Like even LeBron played through his senior year of high school before he jumped to the pros. So, you know, yeah. this kid has no childhood. It's bull. Like, how, how much bullshit is that? You, you can't be a kid. Now he's he's basically got to be a pro starting at 16. It's like child labor. Yeah, and then you're, like, putting him in Lithuania, like, taking him away from his friends and shit. Like, the fuck, man? LeVar is such a piece of shit. I used to think, like, I used to have, like, up and down thoughts on him. Remember, like, one of our first episodes, I trashed yeah, him for the way he talked about him a lot, about the pressure which, he was which, putting on which him. Which I, yeah, which was always true. But then I started thinking, man, this dude's kind of smart because he's selling these sneakers and he's kind of, like, taking control of ever. He's taking control away from people that are used to having all the control. But then, like, he just got overwhelming with it. And it was like, I'm back to, like, fuck you, LeVar Ball. <laughs> you're ruining your mm-hmm. kid's life. And when you took your kids over to Lithuania and then you're trying to hold the Lakers hostage... They'll fucking kick, they'll kick Lonzo to the curb, and they don't, they don't need him anymore. They got Isaiah Thomas, who I'm not a big fan of. I think he's overrated too. But they got Kyle Kuzma and and, and Isaiah Thomas, and they're trying to get Paul George. And like I said, if they can get, uh, you know, LBJ over there, and you never know, man, who they even draft this year. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, they don't need Lonzo, man. So yeah, that's my take on that, man. I just think LeVar Ball. And any parent that acts that way, I'm hoping that, like, we don't see a bunch of LeVar Ball clones now. You know what I mean? Thinking they can create mm-hmm. their own shitty little fucking cheap shoes and sell them for 500 bucks and telling their kids that they can't, you know, 
pulling them out of school and sticking them in fucking Germany to play this, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to start a trend amongst these psycho-ass fucking parents, and I just don't like it. I don't like what he's doing. He's a douche. He's annoying. I don't like the way he, like, freaking shakes his head. He's like, you know, that reminds me of, he reminds me of, like, like fucking uh, Bill Cosby, like when he's like, you know, he's on those commercials, like shaking his head about gelatin and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like the pudding, the pudding is going in my oh, mouth. Oh god! There, it all comes <laughs> back together after I ate those six cups of pudding. Oh yeah, shit! I forgot you did the yellow pudding. I do love tapioca pudding, man. I always have rice pudding and tapioca it wasn't pudding. Tapioca, on deck, yeah, no, you had the chocolate, the vanilla swirl, or whatever. But I, I have, the, yeah. I have those two for the kids. But, I tell you what, man, I'm always with the fucking tapioca and rice pudding. Get rice pudding. It's fucking banging. I love it. I really like it. I like the texture and everything. Good shit. I'm hungry now. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm like in the major mood for like barbecue. I've been watching Man vs. Food. Secondly, when the fuck did Man vs. Food change? When did they change lead characters? Oh, the guy left the show? Yeah, it's a new dude. He's kind of weird. You know what he looks like? Aww. He looks like the dude you would see at like a local tavern in like some small town that's always fucking hammered. Like you know, he looks like the town drunk is what the dude looks like. <laughs> he's not near. He's not the, the original guy's name is Adam. I don't know what happened to yeah. Adam. This new guy is just like some ginger-haired like parts it down the middle. He's just fucking weird. Like I don't. Like, he just looks like he's always hammered. Like he looks like he just drank a bottle of Jack and then he came on the show and like. I've, I've seen some of his eat challenges and like he just gives up compared to Adam. He just sucks. His showmanship sucks compared to Adam. I liked Adam way better. I don't know what the hell happened to Adam. I don't know if he got like bypass surgery on his stomach and said, I can't eat this shit no more. I don't, I, I don't know if he had producer problems. I don't know what the hell happened, but I don't like it now. They changed it. All right. I'm going to look. I will check for you guys. I got it. I got it. He, uh, oh, do you? yeah, it looks like, he quit the show in 2012 um, after retiring from professional eating because it was extremely unhealthy and he had gained a shit ton of weight. <laughs> ah, so who's so that the new freak that. show? Look at this new guy. Um, he's just weird. Doesn't he look I mean, like the still, most hammered? He still house shows. He still <laughs> does things. But yeah, he doesn't do man versus food anymore. Yeah, he needs to, because this new guy sucks. I'm going to find out what his name is. Casey Webb. His name's Casey Webb. So for our listeners, look up Casey Webb and tell me he does not look like the town drunk. <laughs> That's, you know, he always has a red face and sweaty looking. He just looks like he's always perpetually hammered. So I don't know. I don't like the show as much anymore. And But I do I do love watching those old, the old reruns where you got, like, uh, the rib shows. And I, I'm all about mm-hmm. barbecue, man. And, I, I got, actually I got introduced to some great food through Man vs. Food when they stopped by Columbus when I was living there. Like Thurman's Cafe, the the best burger yeah, I've ever had in my life. You did tell me. You told me to go down to Thurman's. Dude, I actually went through – I went to St. Louis. Um, I've been there. I've been to St. Louis at least half a dozen times, maybe more. But I had to go there for some military training when I was in the Air Force. I was in a medic and I was working the trauma unit over at the St. Louis Hos- University Hospital. And they put us up in a hotel and I got a government card and I, you know, I could just basically eat whatever I want and put on this card. Well, I used, I went, I went to two places, Pappy's, 
which is on Man vs. Food, and Bogarts, which is on Man vs. Food. And they're two uh, barbecue joints. And they're actually, Bogarts is created by one of the pitmasters from Pappy's. I tell you what, man, some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. I went there and I would, obviously it was on government's dime. So I fucking was ordering like the huge platters of ribs. And yeah, literally everything came in the platters. And I was just getting all kinds of shit. And like Bogart and beans, they, they, they freaking slow cook their meat over top of the beans. So the fat and the ex- excess meat just drips into the bean. Isn't that awesome? They yeah, got like an amazing delicious. Texas toast. And, oh, it's fucking amazing, dude. Amazing. They have these awesome smoked wings and shit. So I, I'm, I'm just freaking dying of hunger right now. I need some freaking barbecue. Where do we go, Jimmy? I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to these Sharples video food reviews. Oh, I'm doing it. I'm starting soon. Actually, we just, uh, we just settled on a camera. We're going to be getting that this week, and I'll be starting soon. Dude, is it Jimmy G's that we go to? Oh, yeah. Is that going to be your first what? place? Jimmy G's no. in Fremont? But I should, but I should <laughs> go there because, remember, I like that girl. She looks, she is sexy. I have her, like, as part of, like, our my initial review. She can come and try the food with me and everything and tell me what it's all <laughs> in there and shit. But, yeah, those guys, that shit was amazing. But no, I, I don't know where my first place is going to be. I'm going to be going all over. I'm going to go to Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, Kentucky, where so some of my buddies are. Too. I'm going to go to Toledo for sure. I'll be up in Ann Arbor because I got amazing food up in Ann Arbor. I'll go to Detroit barbecue places. I'm, I'm, you know, I got, I'm going to be visiting Arizona, so I'll be you know filming these taco places for you guys. I'll be out in fucking Cali. I'm going to be doing all kinds of cool shit. I'm, I'm really taking I, this. I was informed seriously. of incredible barbecue in new regal today so that little last place yeah. new regal they're in like the mac right aren't new regal in the mac the mac conference uh I, I don't know just i just know it's the new regal cafe i'll tell you what for our new listeners in other states there's this conference in ohio and it's a small little area like central west central ohio and they have the Mid Athletic Conference, the MAC. It is probably the best small school, um, high school football, basically all sports conference in the country. Not just Ohio, in the fucking country. They've had multiple state champions from that small conference in Ohio like every year for like the last decade. They're just amazing. Mm-hmm. And not only do they. They not only are they killing it in football, every year they have a state champion from that conference in football. And it's not even just the same, like, it's not like the SEC really say, oh, it's all Bama. No, it's like everybody in that conference yeah. has won a state championship over, like, the last decade. Like, everybody. And they mm-hmm. win it in track, and they win it in volleyball, and basketball, and baseball. Every sport, they're just fucking crushing it. And I'm just like, what are they putting in the water? Because it's like a, it's not even inner city. It's like a, it's like a backwoods country town. Like it's predominantly white, <laughs> honestly, and it's just it's just crazy how amazing these guys dominate, and it's just like one of those things that like you just check it out, man. Just Google that shit if you guys are from you know are not familiar with Ohio sports. Google that Matt conference; they're amazing. But I thought New Regal was in that conference, but they may not be. They may not be, but I thought they were for some reason. Mm-hmm. Might be New Bremen. No, that yeah, that New conference. Bremen. I, I mean, the Coldwater. Delphi St. John's, Minster, Marion, for sales, St. Henry. I mean, all those schools. Like, there will be schools that 
there are there will yeah. be schools that come out of that conference with like four losses that win the state championship. Like I think Minster did. Minster was like seven and they're like eight and five or like seven and yeah. No, I picked like, against them every time, not knowing. They were <laughs> they're like six and five going playoffs. into the state title. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're like and they, and they didn't Minster just win; like they were crushing everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came in with like, yeah, Minster was like six and five coming in, or like maybe six and four. I think they were six and four. Yeah, they had to been. They didn't play ten ten games prior to the postseason. Minster was six and four this year, and they murked everybody in the state playoff and just ran through it, and they crushed in the state final. And they were six and four in their conference. That's because their conference like spans over like three divisions, and they're really mm-hmm. good. Everybody. uh Marion Locals won, like, fucking five straight state titles or something like that. It's ridiculous. It's just it's just crazy what they do. And it's like, like I said, all sports. Like, even they got, like, a town, like a little city called New Knoxville that's, like, won basketball and football. It came out of nowhere. And they, it's, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. But uh, enough of that. What did you think about the uh, – what did you think about the Browns might be signing AJ McCarron now that he got uh now that he's basically won his appeal to become a he had he had a grievance to be an unrestricted free agent. I don't know what the exact reason how why weren't they letting him be one? What was that about? Okay. Oh, they were, were they trying to franchise it's from 2014 him? they had him they said it was a non-football injury list or something. So they basically got an extra year oh, of yeah. control with him. And he filed the grievance to say that he should have been put on the injured reserve. And they basically gamed the system to keep him an extra year. And he won the grievance. So that's how how he's an unrestricted free agent. So the Browns or anybody can go after him. But you know it's going to be the Browns because Hugh Jackson is in absolute love with A.J. McCarron. The Browns almost traded for him during the regular season, giving up more to get him then the fucking San Francisco 49ers gave up to get Jimmy Garoppolo. Just think about that. Yeah. 49ers I gave up a second really... round pick. The Browns tried to give up a second and third round pick for A.J. McCarron. And that was just for I half a year of control. Well, I guess a year and a half. Yeah, if he that grievance. Didn't play in 2000. That's the thing. Like He only played in 2015. Completed like 66% of his passes. He, he had six t- touchdowns, two interceptions. QBR is 53, nothing exciting, 97 rating. The problem is, like, that was 2015, and those are okay numbers, but they're against mainly the backups. He didn't really get to play much. And then he played a little bit in 2017, but he only attempted 14 passes, and he only completed half of them. No touchdowns, mm-hmm. no picks. Like, his QBR was 18. I don't quite understand where this love for AJ McCarron comes from. I don't hate the guy. I like Alabama, you know, but uh, I'm an SEC guy. But I don't understand where where a lot of these. I, I, I'm I'm seeing Browns fans on Facebook like excited about this, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you excited about? Like you've been mediocre at quarterback for so long. Why are you excited about bringing in a worse quarterback than some of the guys you brought in in the past? He's had a worse. He's got a worse resume than Hoyer. He's got a worse resume than fucking McCown. He's, he's got a worse resume than a lot of guys that came in and played quarterback for you guys. So I don't really understand why people are, like, pumped to get him just because he has a relationship with Hugh Jackson. So what? Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackson's garbage. 
Hugh Jackson is a garbage coach. I don't fucking understand how you can win one game in two years and still have a fucking job. Like, I'm not – I'm even one of those guys that kind of – sometimes I wouldn't mind giving a, a guy an extra chance or an extra year to see what he has. But I think the Browns had a pretty decent squad this year, and he still won zero games. He won none. He won 0-16 and embarrassed the city of, of Cleveland with a pretty fucking decent record. Not a great one, but enough to win a couple games. And they weren't yeah. even competitive. They had a good defensive I mean, line, a good offensive line. They had good running backs. Yeah. They had good tight ends. They Their uh, linebackers were pretty decent. I mean, their secondary wasn't very good, and their receivers weren't good until the end of the season when Gordon came back. But I don't understand how you could suck so hard with with yeah. the talent that they had on the roster. Do you know they uh, officially yeah. renamed so this this January time. 31st Hugh Jackson Day? They what? They named, they renamed January thirty first Hugh Jackson Day. <laughs> Why? One thirty one. Oh Jesus, that's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, I don't get that whole AJ McCarron thing. I really don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't get the love so. affair either. I mean, I would have been perfectly content if they could have got Garoppolo, but they didn't. So, like, don't throw in. I mean, if you want McCarron that bad, get him, but don't break the bank. The Browns have more cap room by a ridiculous margin this offseason than any other team. Like, I think more than $30 available than any other team, even the shittiest team with the most cap space other than the Browns. So, yeah. Please, there have been something. don't, have been don't something throw down the Jimmy G money like to a guy that is – at least Jimmy G went out and won five games in a row to earn his contracts. If they give he A.J. McCarron – Yeah, if they give A.J. McCarron even a quarter of Jimmy G, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> the thing is, like, there had to have been something behind the scenes for Jimmy G not to go to Cleveland because they offered more. I just don't think that Bill mm-hmm. Belichick – Wanted him to go to Cleveland. I think yeah, he probably did. Right he, by him. he liked Jimmy G, and he didn't want to subject him to Cleveland. <laughs> I really think so. Because he I wanted to be keep Jimmy G as his quarterback. Yeah, why not? I mean, dude, I'm eating some chocolate right now. It's so fucking good. I, I was talking about all that barbecue and shit. I'm like, I'm too hungry. What's the closest thing near to me? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no. Remember, I was a huge Jimmy G fan. I'm not I'm not trying to act like I know everything. But that I saw. I have no problem with the contract Jimmy G got because it's gonna lock him up and he's gonna perform for you. No about A. Jimmy Karen. I feel like he's got kind of a weak arm. He doesn't really he doesn't run particularly well. You don't know about his like leadership because I you know, you don't see his leadership. He hasn't had to do anything in the NFL. I don't know I don't know anything about that. So I'm not really sure what he brings <clears throat> to the table to where you can give him any money, like anything like other than maybe a one or two year deal. Like what he's going to end up getting signed for like four or five years, some fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to get overpaid for like nothing. He's thrown six touchdowns and in, in two interceptions, like in the last three years. That's crazy. I just don't get it. So, bum Browns, 
I would not sign him. I would try and get go through the draft, which a lot of people think. A lot of people want that Allen from Wyoming. Why? Why do you want Josh Allen from Wyoming? I don't get it. I think a lot of people just parrot what they see, and they want to be like, oh, I called it. He's from Wyoming, but I called it. No, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's wildly inconsistent. He's wild on, on, the, on the route. He misses constantly. Yeah, he's got a fucking cannon. He's got a cannon, and it's one of the bigger arms that you've seen in the last decade. Yes, he does have a monster arm. It's like Kyle Boulder had a monster arm. This guy misses constantly. He's a statue in the fucking pocket. He runs. He, he's not people like trying to compare him to Carson Wentz. Let me tell you, the people are trying to compare him to Carson Wentz are. They've never seen Josh Allen fucking play. I guarantee they've never seen him take a snap in fucking anything ever. They may have YouTubed his ass, but I guarantee you they've never seen him take a snap. And they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because Carson Wentz does not look anything like Josh Allen on the fucking field. I promise you. So who do you think's the best uh, quarterback, quarterback that should be taken in this draft? Sam Darnold. Sam fucking Darnold. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, Sam Darnold, and you know I don't miss much on quarterbacks. I really honestly don't. That's my favorite fucking position. And I just, I just watch in awe. When every time I watch, I just break that shit down. I'm telling you right now, Sam Darnold is easily, it's not even a fucking question in my mind. He is so much better than everybody in this draft. He is the number one pick. Any other pick is a wasted pick. Barkley is not the pick you want. I promise you. He's a novelty. He's fucking Reggie Bush, man. Like, I was big on Reggie Bush, but then I realized, why was I so high on Reggie Bush? Yeah, he's one of the best running backs I've ever seen in college, but he was he's not a workhorse back. I don't think Barkley is either. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. – I but let me tell you this. I do not dislike Barkley. I'm not dumb. He is very talented, but he's not – they'll take him number one overall. He's not Zeke in the slightest bit at all. So don't don't think you're getting another Zeke. You're not. You know what I mean? It, to, to take him number one overall is the dumbest fucking thing ever. So it, people are if, if anybody is listening to this and you think you should take Barkley number one, fuck off. You're stupid. I think you're dumb. But so I'm gonna break down Darnold for you. One, his arm, his release is fucking amazing. He's got the quickest release in this fucking draft class and one of the quickest I've ever seen. He's he had a shitty offensive line, and he didn't have that many playmakers at this year at USC. So he was working with a lot less than what people were thinking because they were so overhyped preseason. There, there, there. Um, you know, people were talking about them being in the playoff and shit, but they lost a lot to the draft. And Juju Smith-Schuster was a huge playmaker. They lost, and and they lost a lot of people on the on the on the a lot of depth on the offensive line and the defensive line. I mean, it was just. Um, it was one of those things where people just don't take into context what was going on. Like, he didn't look good against Ohio State. Yeah, because his line is garbage, and, de- and Ohio State's defensive line was one of the best in the country. It, it, he had no time. He was getting mauled. But you know what I did notice? Him escaping, getting out of the pocket, and making some really nice throws that were dropped. And, and, and you know what? All he was trying to do was win the game against Ohio State. He was trying to make plays. And he knew that he had no time and he had to make plays and they were getting beat up. You know, Ohio State was running the ball like at will against uh, USC. So, like, he was just trying to make plays. He was He's a fucking gunslinger. All these comparisons to Favre from other quarterbacks. And I'm telling you, Sam Darnold is Favre. Sam Darnold's Favre. Sam Darnold is amazing quarterback. 
he, if you want a quarterback that's going to make all the throws, does he have the strongest arm in the draft? No, Josh Allen does. But he still has a strong enough arm that he's going to compete with all the quarterbacks in the NFL now. And he's a gunslinger. He'll, he'll fucking make those plays for you. He's, he's th- he throws amazing out of the pocket on the run. He's probably the best on-the-run quarterback I've seen in a long time. So he runs amazing. He throws amazing on the run. He's not afraid to fucking throw the ball. He's smart. He's got great leadership qualities. He's fucking big. He can run. What do you what more do you want? Just because he has all these turnovers? Yeah, he has all these fucking turnovers because he's trying to make plays to win the game because he's all they had. That team was overrated as fuck. So Sam Darnold is the pick. And if you blow that pick, go ahead. But Sam Darnold's going to go tear shit up for somebody else. And then Browns are just going to have another quarterback on their list that they fucking passed up. Go ahead and pick up fucking Josh Rosen. He's overrated too. He's not that good. But I'm telling you right now, Sam Darnold is a franchise, multiple pro bowler, future Super Bowl winning QB if he stays healthy. He's that good. His, he was not overhyped. He was hyped exactly where he needs to be. He was just trying to make plays. I'm telling you, just watch it. Watch those games if you can. If you can go back and watch some games of, of Sam Darnold, he's just trying to make plays where when, when there's nothing there, when he has to. That's where the turnovers come from. The line sucked. He has, his running backs were weak. They're just a speed guy. They're speed guys. He has no power running game. They're running like they're trying to run a pro offense with like spread guys. So like I'm telling you right now, Sam Darnold is the guy you need to pick. End of fucking there it discussion. Is. Okay. End of discussion. Good. So let's move on to the final topic, and this is the one I want to hear the most <laughs> about because I know the leap about it, and I know that apparently you're the expert. There is some shady shit going on with online poker. So I want to hear everything you've got to say about this one, Brandon. So take it away, man. All right. I play a lot of online poker. I play at America's card room, which is, as everybody knows, online poker was declared illegal in the U S on black Friday back in like 2010, I believe it was. They called it black Friday because it was a Friday and they shut all the, all the American, excuse me, all the Americans out of online poker and and uh, Full Tilt got fucking indicted on all kinds of federal charges and they were running basically like a, a scheme where they were taking players' money to pay themselves and it wasn't enough in the pot to repay everybody. So say everybody at once wanted to get all their money off, they didn't have enough money to keep them because they're paying themselves outlandish salaries and they're paying all this money for these pros to wear their shit in tournaments and stuff. It was just a fucking mess. And a lot of, no, a lot of people didn't get their money back off a of full tilt. I was one of them. I didn't, I think I lost a couple thousand on there because I, I just never got it back from them. Poker stars is cool because poker stars, people, American players obviously got cut off of their site too, but um, they paid their, they, they cut a deal to pay back American players and they did pay them back, but full tilt didn't pay them back right away. And I don't know if they ever did. So, um, at least not me. (laughs) So anyway, um, what's going on is you have all these overseas sites started popping up that were servicing American players, which is illegally, but what they were doing is people were putting on money and when they would charge, um, when they charge your bank account, it comes up as like some overseas, like furniture store or some overseas, like they just, they have these shell companies that they bill you through 
and that's what comes up on your your billing statement for the bank so the banks don't reject these and the, and the banks don't uh, you know keep you from putting money on these so shady as fuck for one and then when you would like get these checks i would get checks from like canada and singapore and shit and i would i, I would always get questioned on them by the bank until i started being able to um you can use your phone and you can deposit via your phone taking pictures well, the problem is Canadian checks have an extra routing number, and it, a lot of times it would reject these checks. You'd have to go to your bank. If you got the ones from Singapore, they would go right through. So I would always pray to God that these checks would be from Singapore. Well, now I do everything through Bitcoin. So I, I, I will deposit on there with my debit card, and it will bill my bank like some bullshit from overseas, like fucking some knitting supplies or something, something stupid. And But when I cash out, I always cash out through bitcoin and they'll set it to my coinbase account and then it will be um and basically i put it directly to my usd which is like my my actual money and so they, it goes there and it sells like all my all the bitcoin and it gives me cash and then i so when i direct deposit it into my bank account it comes up as bitcoin so it's perfectly legal and that's how that's how it works and i do claim this shit on my taxes so I, irs i'm sure is going to listen to this i claimed it on my taxes this year so anyway um <clears throat> What's going on is these companies are a little shady, as you've now heard how they run their business. And what's going on is there's these programs called bots, and they're these they're bot programs that these a lot of people use these, and they will go on these tables with their own bots. And these bots are like computer programs that play poker. They're not real people, and they just they play like a, through a certain algorithm, and they. And these people are knowing the whole card of these bots and, and it's just like they're getting all they're, they're multi-counting, you know, you're not supposed to have multiple accounts playing at one time. There's that that's going on and there's and they're running rampant. These bots are rampant. They're throughout the tournaments, they're throughout cash games. It's just fucking insane. And what's what what's other loophole that's going on with the tournaments is for some reason ACR America card room has this late registration period and it's literally runs like right up to about where the bubble is so say they pay out 188 people well their late registration runs so late by the time that it's uh you know late registration is over there you're only like 50 to 60 people from cashing so you get a lot of people that wait until the very last minute you can register for the tournament They'll register, and they're they're basically already cashing. And what they're doing is the way that it's set up on ACR is that when you late register, it just it, it sticks people in order of late register at a table. So if a bunch of guys collude together and they all register at the exact same time, they'll all get stuck on the same table together. So let's say there's four or five of them. So they got five guys that are colluding with each other that literally automatically get placed on the table together and then you get four other suckers that get fucked because these five guys are sharing cards and then the other you know, three or four guys that are at the table are getting demolished because half the table knows what the other table what the other guys got and they're just fucking killing each other on that so it's like uh there's like a loophole that america's card room refuses to fix now do you get what i'm saying with that how that's that's shady these people can literally just all late register at the exact same time and get it to, and guarantee that they're at the same table. It's supposed to work. It's supposed to be random. 
You're not supposed to stick yeah. everybody that you know registers together at one table. So they're 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 allowing people to collude, and it's like it's almost like they don't give a shit. So they won't change the way they're doing things. They're letting people late register way too late in the tournament because, and they're basically like I've done this. I've I've late registered where it's a like the last minute before you can you can't register anymore, and I'll be in the money within like. And it's like, awesome, yeah, cool. At the same time, it's kind of shitty for everybody that's been grinding it out the whole time to make the money. And you just come in, and you only got like six big blinds left, and you're about to be in the money. If you if you double up once, you're fucking in the money. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a little shady. That's that's so that's they, kind they of the they portion. let people into the tournament right before uh, the money. Yeah, they're running. They're running their their late registration super late into the tournament, hours into the tournament, like sixteen blind levels. And they no, sometimes that doesn't. Yeah, that's some bullshit for sure. Yeah, like they should be cutting off Out registration. What you say? Yeah, I was just saying they should be cutting off registration like when the tournament starts, you know, or if there's like a rebuy, then when rebuy. Well, a, lot of, a lot of like, registration. Tournament. A lot. A lot. A, a lot of tournaments have late registration. Even tournaments in like casinos and stuff, they have late registration where you can register up to a certain blind. I have no po- I have no problem with late registration. I have a problem making the late registration so deep that you're basically cashing right when you register at the very last minute. You yeah. only have to basically double up. You only have to double up like one time. Then you just kind of sit there and wait for yourself to to cash, and it sucks because a lot of times what happens is. You only have five or six, you know, five or six, seven big blinds left. You get in there and you're shoving with like basically whatever. And then these guys are getting priced in to call you because they, you know, they got a hundred thousand chips. You got 10,000. It costs them basically nothing on their call. They call you with like six, four because it's fucking the right odds. and It's the right thing to do. They get, they're getting the correct, uh, correct odds to call you, but you, you woke up with ace king or kings or aces, and then you double up, and boom, you're right in the money. Because you play right, you're in the money pretty much. So you just got that one double up. It's just fuck up the way they, they go so deep. And then they and then the biggest problem is letting people register together. So if, if I register and six guys that registered right after me, we'll all be at the same table together. Well, if you got six guys that want to collude together, there you go. You, that's how you guarantee yourself at the same table as your buddies. Isn't that fucked up? And they're not, and they're not fixing it. So then this guy Joey Ingram, he's been exposing America's Card Room for all this crap. He he gets on this Shark Scope, which is like a, a place that tracks your winning percentage, your return on investment percentage, and everything. Mm-hmm. These guys on these tournaments, these cheaters that he's called out cheating, they have like seventy and eighty. Some of these guys have between sixty and eighty-five percent return ROI on tournaments. That's fucking insane. The best players in the world have like. 18. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're like crazy high, like clear as day cheating. They're also, he also thinks that there may be some super users out there. Now what a super user is, is it's these players that can, they have, um, they've hacked into the algorithm and they can literally see whole cards and shit. And he thinks that there's people like that on that site. Yeah. That he believes that that's, if that's true. Yeah, he thinks that's true because he says there's no fucking way these people are having, like, playing. He says he, he's gotten percentages on these guys are going in and, like, five, ten cent PLO, like, low stakes and, like, cashing out a couple thousand a month. And their they're, they're fucking cash rate's insane. 
like way higher than the average everybody else. They're just killing it on there. And they're always like Eastern European accounts and shit like that. And uh, yeah, there's these bots that play together and it's just shit like that, man. It's just basically just watch yourself. If you play online poker still, just watch yourself. If you, just watch what's going on. Start paying attention to who's what happened. Another thing that they do is when you get to these late registration guys, they'll you'll start seeing them tank. So it'll take like the full amount of time to make decisions from the start of their like they late registered because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get everybody knocked out so they make it in the money. They're trying to cash quickly, and then they're trying to basically these guys aren't even trying to win the tournament. They're just getting in late, and they're all like taking their full clock to make decisions and they're basically passing chips back and forth and, and then they and then they cash and they're all that's 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 how they make their money they're just trying to min cash at least make money and if they can go farther they go farther if not they're supposed to do and they got their cashes so it's a little shitty right mm-hmm. shady setup yeah that, that's yeah. some bullshit i think uh so like, I think some big players should be good. looking into that. Well, Joey Ingram's been looking into it. And, like, you should see the CEO of this America's Card room. I can't even believe that I still play on it. Because this dude looks like the fucking dude that you'd be playing in a, in a garage with, like, from O'Carver, Ohio. Like, this guy does not look like a CEO. He doesn't talk like a CEO. He looks like a dude just started some shit out of his garage and it blew up. He's fucking retarded. He looks retarded. He acts retarded. He dresses retarded. He looks like the dude at your local grocery store. We're sitting at the end of the bar. And I'm like, this is a guy. Uh, the one thing that ACR does better than everybody else is you, I've never had a problem with the payout. They're they're mm-hmm. amazing at paying their players. They're not trying to financially fuck you on, like, not paying you, taking forever. They're pretty quick about payout. Everybody, no, that's their number one thing. But their security is terrible. I'm telling you, these bots, they're bots, they're fucking bot programs, and they test these bot programs in free rolls, right? So they stick these mm-hmm. guys in free rolls, they see how well these bots work and how well their algorithms are working and everything, and then they, and once they figure out that they're working pretty well, they start moving them up to like these five ten cent games, which doesn't sound like much, but you can grind out $100 a day on these, you know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. what all they're doing. They're just trying to win a couple thousand a month, and they're so they're undetected. They're not trying to jump up to fi- uh, 5,100 PLO. They're not trying to fuck people out of 100K because then that draws too much attention. But there are bots and some pretty decent bots. Like like I'll play. I play a lot of limit hold'em. I never used to, but I do now. And I'll notice that these players they don't talk in the chat. They they're from different countries. They just fucking they're just like like clockwork on their the way they do things. And, they, and the way they call and the way they, the amount of time they take to make their calls and, the, and how, like, you can get them off the hand on the river. They're priced in the call, but they didn't hit, so they're not, now they're, they're like, folding. They're mucking when they shouldn't be folding, and they're calling when you don't think they're going to be calling. It's fucking crazy. So I know I've played bots before. I guarantee I, I, I my life I know I've played against bots. And, yeah. it's, and it's crazy. And this is, like, your money. Like, I'm trying to win more money. And, like, I was telling you, like, off air earlier, like, too too much defying mathematical logic happens on these online poker sites, and it's it's a little scary. Like I know a lot of people can't stand losing, so it'd be like, man, I got in with aces and I lost to queens, man. Like, no, yeah, that happens to everybody. It's called variance, and it does happen. And on the flip side, 
all these players keep it keeps happening to them and they're starting to get a collective database of hand histories and these hand histories are starting to show that mathematically they are not holding up <laughs> to like you know mathematically you're supposed to get aces cracks every so many hands right well this shit is not mm-hmm. is not the mathematical odds are not playing out in the favor of acr there are other players are for the favor of acr and, and people are like well why would they do that uh because they get fucking more rake when they make these pots like one of the another thing that people are starting to realize is and it's kind of becoming glaringly obvious at this point is these flops and these hands are like built for action every fucking hand there's at least two people that can play a fucking monster pot and it's crazy and they think that they think that the program, the algorithm, is programmed to create action, and that's shitty, because there's always going to be somebody who's going to be losing their ass. That's why you see so many swings. But what it does is it creates max rake all the time. On top of that, it creates maybe um, basically an addiction to gambling when when you win these big ass pots. But it also creates mm-hmm. like a, a a situation where these people that keep losing, they keep depositing more money. And they get more money on the site. So they're getting more rake, more money deposited, people with bigger swings, so they're going to play more. They, You know what I mean? So that makes a lot of sense. And I and I see it firsthand. And, like, I can't – countless times I'm going in uh, deep in the tournament, it seems like the chip stack – say I'm say I have aces, right, and I have uh, 67,000 in chips deep into a tournament, and I go all in, and the dude with 125 calls me. 125k calls me. He's got me covered double, basically by double. But I have aces and he's got fucking ace queen or he's got sixes. Dude, too many times to count. Defying mathematical logic, the spike the five, the six, or they'll they'll get Broadway. Just something fucking crazy happens. Or you'll see shit like, uh, you know, you'll have aces and and they'll have ace queen and there's only a king on the flop and they'll float the flop and then and then the next the turn you can almost call it and you're like fuck I know a jack's coming on the turn boom a fucking jack comes and then you know you're almost fucked once the one that comes you're like shit I think it's fucked it's, this algorithm's gonna fuck me because the ten's coming and the ten comes you know shit like that and it's getting strange because uh, in the comment sections of these videos on YouTube and I'll point I'll I'll actually. We'll share these videos with our, on our podcast site in, uh, in Belly Up Sports, and you can just take a look at these for yourself. It's very interesting. Even if you don't play online poker, it's really interesting to see what's going on, even if you just want to see a scandal. But um, mm-hmm. these players are starting to realize that um, what's going on with these like hands, and they're starting to share their hand history. And, it's, and, and they're making comments, like these are hundreds of people saying the same thing that I've said. I can start – it's getting to the point where, especially in PLO, I can start calling the next card on the turn. Like, I'd be like, it's going to be a fucking 10 of diamonds on the turn. Just wait. And boom, it's right there. It's crazy to me. It's like I'll go in behind in the tournament, and I'll be like, I got this dude covered in chips as deep in a tournament. I'm almost, I almost feel like it's – you get that feeling like, dude, I'm going to hit because it's like almost like I'm destined to beat this guy. Like, you get this feeling of destiny. You get this feeling of you can call the cards. It's almost like you, you figure this algorithm unconsciously in your head. And uh, it's getting a little shady to me. I'm, I, you know, I, I, I might I might cool it a little bit on there. Yeah, it sounds like you need to take a break. Yeah. And, you know, I've done I've done pretty well on there. You've seen me. I've gone deep in tournaments. You've watched yeah. me play. And I've, I've, I've 
done plenty of times where I've turned fifty dollars into you know fifteen hundred in one day, and mm-hmm. uh, but I've lost too. You know, I've lost. I'm not saying I'm perfect every time, but I've lost too. But even in my like the other day, like I turned fifty bucks into twelve hundred bucks and catch out twelve hundred, and I still had a couple hundred on there. But granted, I I, I had a great day. I had a great couple of days. It was like over a span of like you know maybe like thirty six hours something around there. Maybe less than that. Maybe like you know thirty hours. But um, basically, I should have won way more. I still had crazy shit happening, like over a period of time. And there's like these couple players at my ten twenty limit holding that I was playing. There's a couple players that were just playing like back and forth, like clockwork, and, and it was just it just seemed a little shady to me. And I actually left the table. I got up a couple hundred bucks, and I just left that table. I'm like, this is just not doesn't seem right to me. And, uh, yeah, that's the shit that's been going on with online poker. There's also sites like uh, Ignition, which was taken over. Uh, they took over Bovada's poker. You don't have screen names on that site. It's straight numbers. So when you get on the table, you're one through six if you're six-handed, or you're one through nine if it's nine-handed. And if you're a tournament, you're player 972. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're assigned a number. So you never know if you're playing the same guy ever. So like say I'm on American, I keep playing the same stakes, you know, three below, ten twenty limit, fifty limit. I see the same on those guys, which makes this kind of three bet on this search and flop, blah blah blah. You know, you get it. You make you make notes. You you create a database of information for these players. Well, on ignition, how the fuck are you going to do that? Uh, player mm-hmm. two fucking three bets seventy two percent of the time. Yeah, well, what happens when you leave that table? You come back, that note's not going to be there. You can only make notes for the t- that session of that table. You, the notes go away. They clear. They don't stay with the player. So that's a little shady. So people, these bots can just get together, and you'll never know. You'll never see the same screen name. It's shady as fuck. And there, a lot of these bots are programmed from Eastern Europe. They're Eastern European programs. And, uh, yeah, it's running rampant. Russian, fucking cheating Russian. It's, I'm not saying Americans don't cheat, because they do, but it's easier over there. So, yeah, man, mm-hmm. just take a look into it. I'll, get, I'll give you guys the links on this shit. It's pretty it's pretty, pretty intense, actually, once you start watching these YouTube videos of what's going on. And uh, it, it's, it's at the point where, like, I kind of want to get them. I want them to get fucking shut down almost, because they're. It seems like. Think about this, man. They have to basically launder their money to get to get this company working in the United States. They have to launder it through these shell companies and shit. And who has the resources and time to do that? Organized crime, right? <laughs> so you really start thinking that. Are these guys, like, in bed with some organized crime? Am I going to get fucking murdered now that I'm on air talking about this? <laughs> like, I don't know. Probably not. You don't know? You don't like, know. Probably the problem not. Is, at the moment, it's a lot of hearsay. Well, there's these – what's going what on? Saying? From what I'm saying, because I'm not – I'm not running. I'm not on these fucking YouTube channels giving you the exact breakdown. I'm just giving you a, a, a snaps of what's going on, what you can look into, what you're going to be looking for when you watch these videos. I'm not. I'm not breaking them down in the exact per- mathematical percentages that you will see on these on these videos that I will share with you guys later. Just get on Belly Up Sports 
get on, uh, you know, um, at Oz Podcast Facebook. I will post these these uh, YouTube videos, and you watch them. Just watch them. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, it is hearsay, but it's also backed by math. It's also these well, accounts have see, been banned. I want to see the database. Like, I, un- I understand the whole people getting in at the last second on tournaments. But, yeah, like, if you're going to go out there and say that somebody is, like, fucking with, um, like the algorithm. The one thing, like you the, well, the one thing that you can't, the one thing, the well, the one thing is that outside of the super users, super users are just more of like an uh, observation. The however, the other shit that I talked about, the bots, those get banned constantly. Even mm-hmm. in the videos, there's 15 accounts that he talked. He talks about 15 accounts that got banned. They banned. And the accounts they these 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 bots are widely known and they're not denied by even the CEO of the of, of America's Card Room or Ignition or anybody. They know the bots exist. They acknowledge them, and all they say is they try to they try to find them and they try to kick them off and they kick the accounts that play with them off. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically a, this is all true. Uh, the super user the super user is the one that yeah you are right. You will need more proof on that. But think about this. There's a lot of overlay on these tournaments, and there's also like, like the other day, the million missed its million mark by like 186,000. So that the ACR lost 186,000 just on that tournament that day of buy-in because the buy-ins didn't hit the million guarantee yet. So a lot of people think that this is just hearsay again. But people aren't starting to do- not doubt that maybe America's Card Room has their own bots. They have their own players playing because they try to knock some of these bigger out at the end of you know at the very end. You know what better way to get away with you know one hundred eighty six dollar thousand dollar loss than having your bot or your guy that's you know playing for you take down the one hundred seventy nine thousand dollar grand prize, right? Mm-hmm. And it, nobody can ever prove any of this shit. That's the that's the scary part. It's extremely hard to fully prove and prosecute. You know what I mean? You have to like, you can read between the lines, and it almost becomes obvious. But the, but the legal the legality of it is that they can't prove without you know beyond a reasonable doubt. Like you can do these offshore places, and uh, it's hard. It's hard to prove anything. So basically, you just the guys like me that play all the time you're basically just at a point where you just want to you know hope for the best <laughs> you know you gotta hope for the best so i like the only thing that keeps me coming back is that that addiction to cutting on 1500 checks into off of my you know off of my bitcoin because of poker you know what i mean or like say i you know i fucking you know i pay child support i pay for everything with my kids so it's nice to have that extra thousand dollars a month you know so that's what keeps me coming back. But I think that um, the reason that it doesn't affect me as much as it affects these um, professional players is that my style is I, I, I have a quick hit. I, I, mm-hmm. I run my bankroll up extremely fast compared to the average player because I overextend my bankroll. So say I have $100 on there, I'm, I will play all 100 at one table, which is the fucking huge no-no if you're trying to build a bankroll. But – 
I can run my bankroll up extremely fast, or extremely fast. So I'll go from 100 to 2,000 like in a couple of days, maybe even one day. Whereas other people say they have 100 and they're starting, you know, they're starting to grind it out at the five, ten cent fucking PLO or something. It'll take them a fucking, you know, an entire couple months to one run it up to 2,000. You know, if, they, if they're doing things right. So mm-hmm. I don't think it affects. I don't have the longevity. I'm I'm constantly cashing out and I'm starting over. Does that make sense? Yeah, we've we've got a guest in the chat room. He wants to know: Can't the sources be traced? With the with the accounts? Yeah, you're cutting out, Brian. I can barely hear you. Oh crap! Looks like we might be having some. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay. They can't be traced. Well, what happens is. These bots can only be traced through, like, basically observation. These security teams or other players observing shady play, and then they start digging into the um, their ROI percentages. They start digging into how many hands they're playing versus folding. Um, is there, like, a, cons- a consistency in the, their their play? And they just get banned that way. Like, it's really hard to trace these accounts. And yeah, you could probably trace them back to IP addresses, but dude, you can scramble IP addresses. You know, these guys that make mm-hmm. these bots, they they know what they're doing. You know, so um, but the late registration—that's just a loophole. You don't have to be even—you don't even have to be smart. You don't even have to have bots to do the late registration loophole. You just get together with four or five guys and be like, hey guys, hit register right now. Boom! Everybody hits register. They're at the table at the same all together. And then, you know, it's four or five of them. Then they got the other four suckers at the table with them, and it, and that's it's literally that easy. And and, and America's Car Room has literally done nothing to fix that. Yeah. So that's a huge problem. So no, you can't trace them really because what are you looking? You can't. You you never know. These 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 bots have their own screen name. They have their own email address. They have their own contact information. They have their own IP address. So you just got to track them through play. And if, if they're doing shady shit or if they're w- literally playing like a fucking robot and then you get people complaining and, and saying, hey, check into this. And then they, and that's how they look. And they basically ban them from there. But there's thousands of bots and they've only banned like 15 accounts mm-hmm. linked to a bot. You know, so it's like it's shady. It's hard. It's hard. To, it's really hard to catch them. And that's one of the things that uh, that's that that uh, it. I don't know if you'll ever be able to catch them. And on, yeah. on the on, on the flip side, as far as uh, say ACR is in on it, I'm not saying they are. I am not slandering their company. This is all open shark scope, all these stats so that's thrown out there. I'm not saying that they're cheating, but if they were to cheat, there's no way to really know. You, you offshore company that basically launders money through these fucking shell companies to be able to get your money on there, and 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 when you get your checks, it's from like some bogus companies if you do it by check. Um, yeah, dude, like you're 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 hoping that people that do that are good are good enough people to not fucking have their own super accounts. But they're trying to they gotta try and make their money. And when they're like I said, like each it seems like each Sunday million has not hit the million marks. They're losing a hundred and hundred and eighty K per tournament. It may not seem like a lot because they make a shit ton in rake, millions in rake, 
but it's still, you know, they don't want to take that hit over time. And each tournament that doesn't, you know, hit its hit its guarantee, that's you know, that's some serious shit. So mm-hmm. I, I I would say that it makes sense for them to want to do that. Over time, they're gonna have to try and make that money somewhere. So yeah, I, let me put it this way: I would not be surprised if I ever hear that ACR anywhere any of these online offshore companies are doing some shady shit. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my point. And they're letting these bots stay on because you know what these bots are doing? They're they're because they don't have enough players to fill these fucking guarantees. So they're letting these bots in because these bots are making are paying their entry fees through their their accounts. You know what I mean? So they're paying mm-hmm. the two hundred sixty-five dollars to get into the Sunday Million, and that's what they need. They and they don't care. So if they got a hundred bots in the tournament, so fucking be it. You know, look at a hundred bots. That's $22,000. So, you know, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. So, that's, you know, they're trying to make it up. So, yeah, that's where, that's basically it. That's all the info I got. It's, his name is Joe, uh, Joe Ingram. He's on Facebook, or he's on YouTube. Uh, we'll, we'll post the links and you guys can click on it. And then just, like, you know, he'll explain it way better than I can. His math's better than mine. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. It's an interesting topic for anybody, not even just poker players. Mhm. So, could potentially be one of the bigger scandals you'll ever see, if it's if it's ever proven. So, yeah, man, that's what I got for you. Okay. Well, I think that's a good way to close out the show. Have people look into some online poker scandals. I'm digging it. Um. So, I guess. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, yeah. Start. Yeah, that should we still got happy on us. So, okay, yeah, seems like a good way are. to uh, close out, out the episode. Then, you sound okay. Yeah. So I, no, I say that's a good way to close yeah. out the episode. Then, if we're starting to cut out. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, it's interesting, man. We'll post the topics for you guys. Yep. Do you got any hems, so, gems? Uh, no gems this time. I just I haven't had a chance to to really look into any good stuff this week. So. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um. But yeah, so check us out at bellyupsports.com, at bellyupsports on Twitter, and bellyupsports Facebook page. And don't forget to check out Ad Odds Facebook page. And uh, and we're on what? Well, obviously the blog talk that we're on now. We're going to be on YouTube and SoundCloud and iTunes. So check us out on all those. On those. And uh, that's pretty much all I got. Okie doke. All right, man. See you guys on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, let's enjoy some uh, fucking Mega Man, bitch. All right.